So would you rather stick pins in your eyes than put yourself out there to sell your products? Now, you might be an introvert like me, which means finding the confidence to sell doesn't easily come to you. Or you might find that the thought of launching your programs or your products with huge fanfares energetically draining. But you have to put yourself out there and sell if you want to grow your business. So how do you do that if you hate conventional selling? Now, I'm Law Bradley. I'm a business strategist and author of Grow Your Tribe, and I show coaches and service-based entrepreneurs how to scale a business beyond seven figures by working smarter and not harder. So this week, I'm sticking to a similar theme to my last episode, where I talked about overcoming objections to sell your high-ticket offers. Now, this week, I'm going to be talking about reframing your mindset around selling. Now, I tried for many years to be somebody else whilst I was launching and selling. I tried to follow the extroverted entrepreneurs and and follow their own selling styles. And for me, it was exhausting. And, you know, I used to feel really sick when I had to face my own selling fears And facing that fear repeatedly didn't take away my own fears of selling. So rolling on uh, some years from that, nowadays I'm a great believer in walking in my strengths as an introvert entrepreneur. So when I sell, I've learned how to do that without compromising those special qualities I have inside myself that make me successful. So I'm able to reframe my fears so I can authentically sell as me. And that's what we're going to talk about today so that If that's you and that resonates with you, then you can do that too. So how does the idea of selling actually make you feel? Now, I know for many of you, it's enough to fill you with dread and the image many of us have of selling isn't a positive one. But you know as well as I do that the ability to sell is something you're going to have to learn if you want to grow and scale your business. And the good news is, over time, this is something that you can master. It just takes time and making some changes to your own mindset. Now, I'm going to take you through five things I reframed to help me get over my own fear of selling. And I think that these are going to help you. And the first thing is to focus on serving your clients and not selling. So you're going to need to approach selling from a different angle. So for me, the clients who trust in investing me really are everything to me. And when their business grows from working with me, every time I see them shine, it makes my entire business journey worthwhile. It's the whole reason I get up in the mornings. And when I seek out new clients to work with, I remember that feeling of gratitude and service. So I approach every new conversation or engagement with a potential client with a real heartfelt attitude of how can I serve you so that I can change your life for the better? And I believe the main reason that people hate selling or being sold to is they see the process as something coercive or manipulative. And for many businesses, that's exactly how it is. But you're listening to this episode because you don't want to do that, right? 
And I've discovered in my own experiences that there's really no need to try to forcefully convince someone to buy something. But if you have an offering that's actually helpful and solves a real problem or a need, and you're coming at this with the mindset of service, then there really is no manipulation involved. You're actually in a powerful position to sell without selling. So what you need to do is is frame yourself to your potential clients as the go-to expert. And what your audience may be saying about you and your business and what you want them to know you for may not actually be the same thing. So have a think about that for a second. What your audience might be saying about you and what you want them to know you for may not be the same thing. So to sell without selling, it's important to get this spot on and to be known as the go-to expert in that thing that you do and to align that with how your audience actually see you and perceive you. Because once you have those two different perceptions closely aligned, you'll be naturally increasing your chances of being that first person that springs into your ideal paying clients' minds when they're considering where to invest their money. So if you find what your audience knows you for and what you think you're known for are two different things, then you need to ask yourself, is what I'm known for right now contributing to the success and the direction and the growth of my business. And this this very same thing tripped me up in the past when I was teaching new entrepreneurs how to start a business in my 12-step business bootcamp. And I began over time to dilute my core message by adding new income streams into my business model. And it all started when my students at the time were frequently asking me if I could recommend copywriting services. So I sat and thought that it would be a great revenue generating opportunity to create a virtual team in-house offering copywriting services as part of my overall business model. And you know what that did? And this is a huge learning curve for me, but a really valuable one. It totally confused my potential clients. So think about this example from their point of view. When they were looking to invest in me, was I an expert in business strategy or was I, in fact, a copywriting service who was also trying to teach people how to be brilliant in business? And that confusing mistake affected my sales conversion rates. So I, after some thought, I took the decision to be known for one thing, and that's for being brilliant in strategy and in teaching entrepreneurs how to scale their business. So I scrapped the virtual copywriting services, and now I have collaboration partners who I can refer copywriting projects out to instead. And I will usually receive a referral fee from my collaboration partners. So it's a great way of of really driving value for the clients that are working with you without diluting your own business model. So what are you known for and what are you the go-to expert for? Because this is going to make your path to selling without selling far easier. 
So another winning tip to selling without selling is knowing your strengths. Now, I'm not going to focus too much on strengths in this episode because I've already created another episode on tapping into your strengths, which you can find on my website. But when it comes to selling without selling, in my experience, it's always served me well to focus on where I'm strong, regardless of what my similar competitors are doing. So, for example, if you're an introvert mindset coach and you're like me and you want to run a mile at the idea of running an intensive live challenge for five days in order to sign people into your program, then don't do it. So remember, we tend to attract people around us who are like us. So if you're an introvert, it's highly likely that you'll be attracting introverts too, and and vice versa if you're an extrovert. So instead, find a launch strategy that plays to your strengths and then double down on that. So don't try to be something or somebody that you're not. And when we work to our strengths, we naturally become more interesting to our audience. We're we're more confident and that feeling of being strong plays a huge part in being successful selling without selling. And it's a really attractive quality for your audiences and to your potential clients. All right, so let's move on. Now, we've all been sold to by somebody who just won't shut the fuck up. And that leads me on to my next tip. And that's just listen to your prospective clients. And another reason we hate selling and being sold to is that it feels pushy and invasive. So that typical image that we all have of the salesperson is someone who's talking uh, a mile a minute and they're overwhelming their prospective client until they just give in and they buy. Now, what I found is if you want to be a confident seller, you need to be a good listener. You need to listen so that you can clearly articulate the problem back to your prospective client. And this is going to be easier for us introverts because we're naturally better listeners. And what you're trying to do here is to get into the hearts and minds of your potential client and really understand their needs and their wants. So I do have another episode, which I think will help you to identify your ideal paying client over on my website. So I will also link that into the transcript. So don't forget my earlier tip. You need to be coming at the conversations with your potential clients from an angle of how you can serve them and actively listen. All right, so let's talk about building know, like, and trust. And when you combine know, like, and trust, then you build quite a special connection with your potential clients. And I dig deeper into the practical things that you can do to build know, like, and trust in the 8020 Club Business Reboot. But here's a few pointers to get you started. So the first one is take time to work out what you can do to make it easier for people to get to know you. And then next, work out what people like about you. And all of those elements that you identify can be integrated into your personal brand and into your business brand. And lastly, do the same with trust. So what are you going to practically do to build that trust with your audience? So work out what you need to do. So these are practical things to list out to build that know, like, and trust. Because when you're the go-to person on your subject of expertise, you're serving and you're playing to your strengths. 
then what you're naturally going to do is build loyal followers who will ultimately become loyal clients. And it's so much easier to sell when you've built no like, and trust. But remember, building no like, and trust takes time and effort. It's not an immediate thing. So you need to put the work in for the results, but I honestly can tell you it's worth it. And lastly, build confidence in rejections. And I think one of the reasons many of us hate selling is the fear of putting ourselves out there and getting a rejection. And that's because of that one word, no. Now, I'll be honest, I get it. Rejection really hurts, right? And even when you know it's not really a rejection of you personally, it can still hurt when you've gone to great lengths to explain your offerings on a discovery call and then your potential client gives you a big fat no on the call. And I do have another episode where I talk about my tips to overcome sales objections in it. And I talk about how you can reduce the likelihood of getting a no in the first place. So if you're struggling with that, do head on over there and check that out. Now, there are many things that you can do to build up confidence. And in my experience, confidence grows through building knowledge, through being prepared and from life experiences. You're not going to like this, but the more no's you actually hear, the less it affects you. But the good news is you can also build your confidence by understanding your offering and how it genuinely helps your ideal paying client. So if you know the value and the transformational benefits of your offering, then you can better communicate this to potential clients and you'll grow your business by selling without selling. So have a great rest of day, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you next time.